Welcome to the Unstoppable Podcast, the official podcast of Unstoppable Domains. Join us each week to hear from leading experts in the exciting new fields of blockchain, cryptocurrency, and the decentralized web, where we talk about the future of the internet and what that means for humans like us. Not only will this podcast help you sound super smart around your friends, but you'll also learn how you can become a pioneer in this space and help lead the charge toward a more decentralized web. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Diana Chen, and I'm here today with our guest, Leah from Uniquely, which is the uh, protocol to combine, fractionalize, and trade your NFTs. It's a brand new protocol they just launched a couple of months ago, and I'm super excited to have her here to tell everybody more about what Uniquely is and then sort of like her journey to getting here today as well. So welcome, Leah. Thank you so much for being here. Hi, everyone, and really nice to meet you, and, and thanks for having me here. So my name is Leah, and I'm the de- designer and developer for Uniquely. I've always been a huge fan of art and really excited about the NFT space. So yeah, let's get started. Awesome. So before we dive into Uniquely, I'm curious to know a little bit more about your background and how you got into crypto. So take us all the way back to when you first were introduced to crypto and blockchain. And uh, what was it about crypto and blockchain that drew you in? All those many years ago when I was still a child. No, just kidding. I think I first got into crypto. I was at a party and someone had had given me Bitcoin, and I thought it was just really cool. And I I held on to it. And then I think around 2017, I started investing more into Bitcoin and researching a lot of other sort of uh, projects that I liked. And then because I was always into art and doing my own art on the side, I got really into um, NFT and collectibles and and started, you know, collecting back then, starting out with CryptoKitties and, you know, really diving into the NFT space. Gotcha. So when you first learn about crypto and NFTs, was it really hard for you to wrap your mind around it? Because I know even with like the recent NFT craze, like a lot of people still don't understand how NFTs work, like why they're useful and valuable. Was it hard for you to wrap your mind around that? Or like, how did you go about learning more and understanding this whole ecosystem? Yeah, I think it's a lot, especially because it's just it's growing and it's changing so fast. Like what the whole like hot trend a few months ago or whatnot is now something completely, completely different. So I think you got to just not be afraid and not be scared to ask questions and not know, because I don't think anyone really kind of knows all the answers. But I think the best thing is also just to really do your own research. Think about things that you're interested in and then start from there like you don't need to know about everything but pick a few things that you're drawn to like nfts i was always drawn to art and, and these sorts of things as a designer so maybe things resonate to you more than others but yeah i think it's definitely a lot and it's really hard to get your toes wet or you know starting into things so yeah it's always good to try to find some great resources and do some research and you know be really open-minded Yeah, for sure. I think that's really great advice. So two things that we're going to be talking about a lot today within the broader ecosystem is NFTs and DeFi. And so to sort of set it up, how would you explain both NFTs and DeFi to somebody who is totally new to the space in a way that's, you know, easy to understand and gets them interested to learn more? 
many people ask me this continuously because people don't, they just hear the word, you know, it's a buzzword right now and they don't really understand what it means or how they really go together. So like the main thing that you can, you can start with are just, you know, definitions. Um, DeFi is basically financial services carried out on a blockchain. You know, basically we replace the middleman in traditional systems with smart contracts and it runs on a decentralized infrastructure or something like Ethereum. And NFTs are non-fungible tokens, meaning that's something that's unique and can't be replaced. And I guess you can give them an example of like a playing card. You can you can treat it for another card and then you have something totally different. NFTs are quite similar in that essence and they're usually like anything anything really digital. So I think like, you know, giving the base definition I think would, would be helpful, yeah. And then just to quickly follow up on that too, for all the people out there who maybe have been exposed to NFT art in some form, but don't really understand its utility or value, how would you explain the value of NFTs to somebody like that? What I really would say in this point is, you know, NFTs is, is really is really popular right now, but really the whole point about NFTs is, is the artists or the projects. So really try to find an artist that you know, you connect with that you would want to own and support like long term or like a project that that really resonates to you. I think it's really just about having these collections or art pieces that even in the physical world you would value and you would want to hold on to. And I think those are always going to be like the best bets. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. And then last question before we dive into uniquely, what do you see as being some of the major roadblocks or challenges that's preventing widespread adoption of crypto and blockchain? Since I've been kind of in in the crypto space since 2017. So that was really a time when, you know, people just needed to be aware of it and really figure out that this thing exists. But now, you know, it's been around so much longer and people do have an initial understanding of it. So I think what's holding people back, I think it's just really people not not knowing or not really knowing that they have the potential to to do these investments and, and earn passive income. Like it's such a new kind of category to them because they're not actively investing in, in like the in the fiat world. So it's something kind of new to them. So I think kind of learning about about that this is actually like something that's that's valuable and could be beneficial to like like long-term goals is very useful and i think that a lot of the technology is difficult for new people like you know figuring out the wallets and how to store things and all these passwords but i think just when you know technology progresses these are just things that people are going to adapt to anyway so yeah basic intro and knowledge into how to keep your coins and and these things safe and then just really figuring out and accepting the fact that you know you can buy these coins these coins can this can be like a a good investment and also be fun and also be into like things that that you like and what you're into so I think all of these kind of together Yeah, for sure. No, that that totally makes sense. That totally makes sense. So let's go ahead and dive into Uniquely. Start from the beginning and tell us, like, how did you get the idea for it? What problem were you trying to solve with it? And then we'll sort of just like work our way forward. I think it all really started with me and some really close friends of mine. And, you know, we just always loved collecting NFTs and seeing what each other had and figuring out how we can buy more NFTs. 
And, you know, the cost just got really high. And buying NFTs is quite laborious. And we just wanted to make it easier for people to swap them into projects that they love as if they were liquid tokens. Currently, NFT transactions depends on matching a single buyer and a single seller, which leads to low liquidity. But if there were thousands of buyers, we could add more liquidity and even like accessibility. So basically, if we had fractionalization, anyone can enter at a lower price point. So that means even like the most sought after NFTs, everyone can own even a portion of them. So we wanted it to really have these larger kind of more known NFTs and have them be able to like everyone having a piece of them, being able to trade them. And I think that would be a lot more fun and accessible. Break that down a little bit, especially for like the people listening who are maybe new to the space. So when you're talking about fractionalizing an NFT, um, let's just take, you know, what's like a big piece. Let's just take like Beeple's 5,000 days, for example. What you're saying is instead of one person buying that piece for, you know, what was it? $69 million or whatever it was you can actually break down that ERC-721 token into however many like thousands of tokens if you want, and then each person can buy it for a much cheaper price. You totally got it. Yeah. So basically a collection owner or an artist can create a collection on Uniquely and then they can decide how many, how many supply, how many tokens it, it's going to need to, to bid to, to unlock the collection so they can also claim new NFTs the collection turns into a U token where people can buy these tokens, they can trade them. And then we've added all of these DeFi aspects to it where they can they can farm and, and stake also. Gotcha. Okay, definitely want to talk about the DeFi elements in a bit. Can anybody go on Uniquely and create a U token and sell their NFTs there? Or how does that work? We've actually made the experience quite easy. So yeah, anyone who, an artist or any kind of person who wants to create a collection can. Basically, you set the perimeters that you want, like around unlocking and select NFTs that you want to add to the collection. And yeah, it's, it's, it's quite straightforward to create this NFT and then sharing it with our community. And then we do have all the other votes where you can become whitelisted. And then with the whitelisted, you can, you can gain access to, to farming. Another question I think that a lot of people have is with NFTs, how do you give value to an NFT? And so like if somebody were to want to mint their NFT or sell their NFT on Uniquely, how would they know like what price to set it to, how many U tokens to create for it? Uh, Do you guys provide guidance for that or is that sort of just up to the individual artist or creator? That's a really good question. And it's something, you know, as these collections do retain quite a bit of value that has been like a really concern on how how these different collections will be will be appraised. So um, we were very fortunate to have a partnership with Upshot. So basically, all of our collection appraisals will go through Upshot, and we did this over a period of time with a lot of community input on how each category should be weighed, and we all put that into consideration and got a third party to do all of the appraisals. So everything is quite transparent on how they've been appraised. We had different groups and different discussions on each one. So yeah, right before we, we launched, we that's what we did. So we're very happy to have that in the works. 
Gotcha. Okay. And then uh, one thing that, you know, really makes Unique like stand out and I think has like garnered so much excitement in the crypto community is that it is fully decentralized and governed by the community. And so I'm just wondering, like, what does this look like in real life? Like, how does that play? How does that actually play out? We started with the FAIR launch. So from day one, we really wanted to have very, very strong uh, community um, involvement and participation. So I think like right now, we're really, that's probably one of our highlights of our, of our platform right now. Like we've had so much community support, like from day one, we've had very, a huge like fam there. And we have tools that have been built by the community. Every day we're just getting people adding value and helping us grow. We just had our first government governance vote with the unique token and it was uh, whether or not to increase the unique ETH pool reward. And it was done, you know, very, very quickly and with o- overwhelming support. So, yeah, I think a lot of things that help us with the roadmap are discussed fairly and calmly and everyone kind of contributes. So that's been very, very successful in that aspect. Got a few follow up questions for you here. But the first is, I guess, like, why was it very important for you to go the fair launch route instead of seeking you know, in pre-sale investment, there's so much money going into these new crypto projects nowadays. I'm, I'm sure so many VCs would have, you know, jumped to get, have the opportunity to invest in uniquely. So why was it so important for you to go the fair launch route? We've seen a lot of these projects that had huge kind of pre-sales and, and huge in, investors. And we didn't really want that. I think we wanted, like right from the first start, we wanted to start on a level playing field. We didn't want any any dumpers. We wanted true supporters who will mine and buy unique tokens. And we wanted to, to make every single person in the community a real investor. And I, we, we felt that this was really a pro for the community at a whole. So even from the first day, no one would have a fair advantage. How did the tokenomics of the unique token work? Sure. So um, Unique is the is the government's token, and that's where the users vote on new whitelist pools, or you know they can they can pool to liquidity mine by staking. So each month the mint rate of Unique is decreased by five percent, um, starting with a monthly mint of about fifty k. So there will be the supply will never reach one million. So it's very similar kind of to Bitcoin, where um, there's guarantee scarcity with Unique. The, the supply will never be more than one mil unique. Okay. And then just to clarify for our listeners, like this is not the same thing as the U tokens, which are the basically token shards that creators can create from their NFTs. Yes. U tokens are like the different collection tokens. And then, and then unique is the governance token. Exactly. Got it. Okay. So I want to talk a little bit more about the DeFi aspects of it. So you've got unique swap, unique farm. Can you talk a little bit more about these features? These are quite simple fe- features because as as unique started out, we started out as a Uniswap fork. So the Uniswap is a fork of SushiSwap, sorry, SushiSwap. So unique farm is also a SushiSwap well, um, liquidity mining smart contract. So they're very similar in the functionality of um, SushiSwap. Okay, and for listeners who maybe aren't familiar with how that works, can you just explain it a little bit? Okay, so basically the farming is like a standard farming where you can you can stake pairs and then with that you can you can gain and mine rewards and then for the swap it's basically just swapping different coins. So, yeah, 
the functions are all on the platform and, and very kind of easy to use. Gotcha. And is this something that everybody can use as well? Or is this only the whitelisted artists who apply through your site can use this? Anyone can use these functions, but in order to be able to farm, you have to be a whitelisted pool. What does the decision-making process or like the curation process look like when somebody applies to be a whitelisted artist? Like what happens after that? Yeah, so everything is um, community voted. So we do take into account different measures, but then we kind of have a Q&A with the community. We go through a lot of discussion questions and key points. And then at the end, it's voted to um, who and how many whitelisted collections that we want. But we are adding a new function in the future, which is called um, point farming, which we kind of recently announced. So even if collections are not whitelisted, they will still be able to farm rewards. So it's similar, but it's for like the non the non whitelisted collections. Okay, gotcha. And so basically, anybody who holds a unique token the governance token will be able to vote for which artists are whitelisted or which artists get to farm in the future. Is that right? Yes. Which collections are whitelisted? Yes. Which collections are whitelisted? Okay, gotcha. And then it's basically like the percentage of unique tokens that you hold is sort of like the power of your vote, right? Um, We haven't really set up the promoters yet because there hasn't been a lot of um, unique kind of in the system. So we've just really been basically voting in our, in our, in our community chats. Okay. So I'm curious to like looking at your user base right now, how would you describe the community that you have right now? And then who are you ultimately hoping will use uniquely in the long run? I think now because of how we started with the, with all of the, the collections and a lot of the people who have been really supportive in our first stages, there's a lot of like pure NFT collect, like large collectors and people who are really, really into DeFi. But we're really hoping that with more collections and more of these uh, larger like NFTs that you come in and onto our platform, that more and more fans will be brought into, brought into uniquely. And I think that in that in that way, once um, larger collections bring their fans in, they will also have access to learn about liquidity farming through Uniquely, and we can guide them through the whole like NFT fractionalization process. So we're looking looking forward to have more more users who are really coming because they're fans, like fans, true fans of the NFTs, and hoping to kind of bring them into the whole DeFi part of it also. Yeah, for sure. How easy is a platform to use for somebody who's like totally new to the space, say um, a traditional artist who has just gotten into NFTs recently and is trying to mint their first collection, for instance, like how easy is it for them to use the platform? Yeah, so we have like different categories of um, collections. So we have the projects and then we have the collectors and the artists. So we're really trying to re- maintain a fair balance of um, each of the three. So with the project, it's really fun because they all bring their own communities and they bring a lot of life to our platform, like Doki Doki and Avagoshi. Those are great. But yeah, it's really cool to see the individual artists because they're purely coming from an artist standpoint. Like we have Ark, we have Chris, who's a photographer, 
and um, Gone Studio. So yeah, we have like some a few really key artists that are that's really fun because they're all adding in their own artwork. They're all sharing like they have each each piece of art they share and bring like a new story or background to it, which is really fun. So yeah, um, it's quite easy for them to join. There's tutorials that guide them through it, and you know we're always here to help them out. So yeah, I answer questions twenty four seven to people who are who are getting started who want to want to create. And I think there's also ways for artists to to have their NFTs join join larger collections. So I'm wondering if that's going to happen in the near future, where we have one collection and then we have like people from the community contributing to it. I think that would also be something really cool. So basically, like any artist can join. They don't need to know how to fractionalize an NFT or anything like that. There's tutorials to walk walk them through everything. And it's very accessible for everybody. Yeah, they do need to start up by like adding some liquidity to the pool to get things going and to get the coins out. But it's super accessible as myself, as an artist. I've always encouraged a lot of my other art friends to to come into the space and to play around with their platform. So it's definitely we definitely want all kinds of collections from, you know, future, future, hopefully experiences and video and now with, with the artists and with like the photographers and, and getting, I think there's like now people like the, like, um, Chris, the photographer who can help also guide these new photographers who, who want to get into it and new art creators. It's always, the community also gets really surprised and shocked when there's like a new artist with like a create a really crazy NFT. So I think it's really awesome that we have a really strong variety of um, different kind of pieces. And I think that's going to be one of our strong points, not only in getting like the super mega like star collections, but I think it's really important to also have the really unique art that's going to set us apart. Something else you mentioned is, you know, you're constantly online responding to these customer requests. And that it's funny you brought that up because that was one of the questions we got from the community on Twitter is somebody said, how do you have time to basically be like doing customer service all day? So I'm curious too how this whole crazy journey has been. I know you guys started uh, building this in stealth mode and you're still anonymous to this day, or at least like pseudonymous. And I'm just wondering, like, how has this experience been for you coming from the background of an artist and maybe somebody just that just wants to create and not necessarily wanting to run a whole company? What does your, you know, day to day or week to week look like nowadays? And how is everything going for you? I think it's because we're completely, you know, permissionless and decentralized that you really don't really know what's going to happen with the platform. Like at the end of the goal, we really want it to be, you know, completely community run so I can just sort of, you know, sit back and and chat with people. That's like the ultimate, the ultimate goal. So yeah, there's been a lot of like things that have popped up that have been really cool. Like when someone else helps, helps and like build something for the platform, that's like amazing because, you know, they just really did that and spent their own time. So there's all these like magic moments that makes it really, really, really cool. But I think um, part of our our team has known each other for, for quite a while. And I think we all strive at, at different different areas so I think we all really complement each other and I think we also like really push each other because we're so passionate about it you know if, if my buddy's spending 20 hours <laughs> doing one thing or doing UI or like you know helping people out that you know we're, we're all we're all here we're all completely accessible at, at any time we're all here willing to willing to help as long as it's something that's 
really constructive and helping the community and helping helping either everyone out. Like we said, we just launched a week or two ago, so there were, you know, some some bugs in getting going. So we were definitely responding and really listening to the community and helping everyone have like the best experience for sure. Yeah, for sure. And then what went into your decision to remain anonymous instead of coming out with who you are exactly? And uh, did the rest of your team decide to go by their pseudonyms as well? Yeah, it was really my idea from from the get-go. So I think that's why I've kind of remained the main voice and, and face of it. So they're really supportive in that sense. And I really think that like with the whole fair launch and the strong community we really wanted that to speak louder than anything. So I think that's one of the reasons why we wanted to remain anonymous. Like there's so many figures in our project already with, you know, really strong collection owners. And so, yeah, we really just wanted to kind of be behind the scenes and once it built, just have it take off and see on its own what it what it can manifest to. And I think that's really what's driving all the, the positivity and, and growth and like, you know, really positive acceptance that, that we've had to date. For sure. And then I'm wondering too, like what have been some of your most successful strategies with building the community? Cause I think you guys have done such a good job in such a short time. You know, I'm just curious to hear like how you've been able to do that. I think what really drove it in the beginning is a lot of these strong collection owners really liked what we were doing and really kind of had the same values and really also wanted to do more with their NFTs. So they really wanted to come on as like to liquidity mine to do all sorts of things and to use to use the platform. So on the get-go, we had a bunch of huge supporters like Avagochi, Gabi. Yeah, all of the main we have the Jenny Dow, which gave us huge amounts of attention with the Steve Aoki kind of um, NFT launch. So yeah, we had a huge we were really happy to have all of these huge supporters. And I think that sort of what got, I guess, initially all the interest because a lot of, they really, really helped and helped us grow and brought in a lot of their own communities into the project. So our, our community really consists of, you know, 10 or 20 other, other people that have really different interests and come from, from different areas. And I think that's what makes it really fun and colorful. For sure. So Zooming out a little bit and looking at the broader ecosystem, if you had to make your best guess, what do you see happening in this in this space? And by the space, I guess I mean the NFT space or maybe even the NFT and DeFi cross space that you think would be interesting like in the next year. And then looking even further ahead, where do you see the space being in 10 years? Now that we have, you know, this platform and it's, you know, getting attention from different projects and and, and the DAO and whatnot. I really see a lot of um, big celebrities getting into NFTs and really just using it more, not as an NFT, but as a, as a source or tool to do really fun things and, and interact with their fan bases. So I really do think that this is really just the beginning and the beginning days. So far, NFTs have started off as, you know, digital collectibles, gaming items, music and art. But you know, even for us, we have um, we have some things on our roadmaps, including financial NFTs, which are finding new use cases such as representing insurance policies and, you know, liquidity provider positions. And, you know, we have a lot of other interesting applications that we could see to really bring 
DeFi into NFTs, for example, creating secondary collections or, or U token indices. Yeah, we really just feel like there's endless things that you can do with, with DeFi and with NFTs. And we're really hoping to grow that here on, um, on Uniquely. If you had to give your best guess, what would you say is the next big use case for NFTs? So like the last one that we saw sort of is like NFT art. What would you guess is going to be the next big NFT use case? NFT art. And if, I think it's definitely going to come into more of these. Yeah, like I, like I just said, like financial NFTs, like for example, Uniswap could be the forefront of this trend where every one of its LP positions is represented um, by an NFT. So I think that's going to be a really big trend. So it's not going to be just art. It's really going to be financial tools and services. And I think we're going to see that very soon. But also on a bigger scale, it's going to be um, like life, kind of life, not only on the DeFi side, but actual kind of like life experience, life experiences. I hope that that would be really cool. Like you're not only getting the NFT, you're getting like, you know, backstage passes or once in a once in a lifetime role. Like we've seen that so far, but maybe just more of that, I assume. Yeah, for sure. I can definitely see that being a big thing uh, in the near future. What are some things that Uniquely is working on right now that will be launching soon or maybe what's on the roadmap for the next year that people can look forward to? Yeah, um, we're really we're really excited because, um, yeah, we just launched farming around two weeks ago. So our platform was really, really new. And, you know, in the first stages of our launch, we were really just focused on getting it going, getting the community and just having getting the experience right for everyone. So I think this next steps in the next quarters are going to be super fun um, and exciting. And of course, I think one one of our ideal goals is to attract much more utopian collections. Basically, we want to be become the most liquid marketplace for NFTs long term. And we want there to be a U token for every major NFT line. I think those are very kind of large goals. Um, I mentioned before the the point farming where you can liquidity mine points for each U, um, U token pool, which is more to incentivize like non whitelisted collections to farm. And I think we are also looking at a lot more strategic partnerships coming up soon, maybe even with some DeFi projects so that we can do more like borrowing and lending with the NFTs. And also we're looking at definitely layer two integrations. We're looking into Polygon and other things like that. So we're just really excited about where we are um, right now. And I think there's a lot, a lot that we can do and a lot that we're going to be working on to really grow it into, into the future. That's awesome. So many awesome things coming up ahead. I'm really excited to see how it plays out. So in this next segment, I call this Explain Your Tweet. This is where I dig through your Twitter account and pull out some interesting or cryptic tweets and give you a chance to explain them. So I've just got two quick ones for you here. The first one is from April 12, 2021. You said, fun facts. One, NFTs tend to have a lot of purple. And two, NFTs tagged with drawing tend to sell for less. So these are fun facts that I did not know. And um, I'm just curious, like, how did you come across these fun facts? And why did you decide to call these out? Um, I think it's because of my art background and trying to <laughs> to get more of my, you know, kindred spirits into into the NFT world. And yeah, I, I do tend to use 
a lot of purple in things. So maybe that's just my my color preference scheme. But yeah, just kind of fun things to help to help get people interested and um, into drawing and creating NFTs for sure. Why do you think that is? Is there like any sort of color psychology behind the purple or is there like something with people don't like drawings like as opposed to like paintings or something else? I think purple, purple is a strong color. I think, you know, a lot of people in in the NFT space and it's just very alluring, alluring to the eyes. So I think definitely it's, it's a hard color on the psychology front. It makes you feel really cozy inside and, and, kind of like propels you to buy more U tokens. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then the second one, this is from April 8th, 2021. You said, added the rest of the Genesis uniquely branded NFTs into the U uniquely collection. Also, the U Leia collection is quite flattering, but it's not mine if you were wondering. So what is this U Leia collection? And also, would you ever come up with your own collection and tokenize it on uniquely? That's a really interesting question and, and great tweet that you found. So this collection kind of confused a lot of people and I had nothing to do with it. It was basically one of the community members who who put the collection up and found a bunch of my photos that I use online and created kind of like art pieces and NFTs with them. So thank you, whoever, whoever it is. I'd love to know who you are. Love to connect with you. And yeah, it was kind of just a really nice gesture that they made. So very, very fun, very fun. With uh, Uniquely, we do have our, our own kind of Uniquely collection where we have some artists work. So we do have, have that that's on our platform right now. So if I am going to, to do my own, um, I thought about it, and I, but I think... I think I'd rather just sort of support support all the others right now and helping helping them get going. And I do hold and trade a lot of the other eToken collections. And I think kind of that's that's like the most fun and artistic thing that that I'm doing at the moment. But that was definitely a surprise and something something really fun. So I hope a lot of these other like fun collections and things pop up. That's the thing you never know. You never really know like what's going to pop up. So. It's always really fun and getting the reaction from the community is also is also always a perk. Maybe we'll get some, um, you were mentioning pleaser, people pleaser, maybe she'll do something. <laughs> yeah, that would be awesome. That would be awesome. We'll have to get her on the platform for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Leah, for taking the time to be here and share more about Uniquely with all of our listeners. Before you go, just tell people where they can find you if they want to connect with you personally. Um, also, maybe like where they can check out your art if your art is out there and then remind people again how they can get started on Uniquely. Like what are some of the initial cool things that they can do? Okay, cool. Um, thank you so much, Diana, for having me. This is such a, a great podcast and I'm always a fan and, and thanks for reaching out. I hope we do get get to you know further collab or chat in the future for me i'm i'm zero x leia everywhere so please follow and connect on twitter and join our community and join us on discord so i'm usually the one running running all of our chats so i'm there all the time so do come in and say hi for my artwork that's a good question no one's ever asked me that before i am quite secretive about about it but maybe sometime in the future <laughs> let's see and um how to get involved just check out our platform you know we have a lot of 
it's really all of the contributors that, that, you know, deserve the most credit. We have such amazing collections that people, that people have um, put up there. And it's not only that it's their collections, but I think it's, you know, pieces that really, really mean a lot, really mean a lot to them. And these are very, and are very rare. So do check out our collections, read about all of the owners. Um, sometimes we do AMAs with them. So join in on them, ask us questions, ask us, you know, get involved, check out, buy some U tokens that you like, maybe check out some of the farms. So yeah, there's a lot of things you can do, but I think, you know, the art really and the collection speak for themselves and the new tools we hope to bring other people into, you know, more financial products. So definitely keen to see what types of people we get, we can get involved in the space, how we can help them out and how we can grow NFTs to, to the next level. Awesome. Well, thank you so much again, Leah, for being here. I definitely hope that we can meet up in person one day when um, the world is open again. And thank you listeners for tuning in as always. And we'll be back again soon with another episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of the Unstoppable Podcast. If something we said today resonated with you, please rate, subscribe, and download our podcast and share this episode on social media with your network. And remember, the fun doesn't have to stop when the episode ends. You can continue this conversation with us on Twitter by tweeting your questions, thoughts, and ideas to Unstoppable Web. We look forward to chatting with you and thanks again for listening.